I've gone out to, uh, and to a bar and there's covers bands playing our stuff like all the oh, yeah. time. Embarrassing as hell when you're there. Like anyone's going, does that do? Does that do? Coming home today's action pack show, we get down and dirty with Scotty Pearson, the drummer from LMNOP. We also catch up with Graham Reed. He'll be giving us his tips on what artists to check out and how to survive this weekend's WOMAD festival. And also, Springsteen covered Lord. We're covering Springsteen. I'm Will Reed. This is episode two. Yes, we're getting up there of the New Zealand Entertainment Podcast. table with me, literally, around the kitchen table. Uh, two guests that we've got in, off the street, sort of. On my left, I've got uh, Gareth Edwards. He comes from the uh, the sunny south of uh, Raglan, via Manchester City. So he's a full-on Mancurian, supports Manchester City. Of course, yeah. I'm from Manchester, so yeah. Yep, Manchester Manchester City nice to have you here, Gareth. Uh, get comfortable. Um, on our right, we've got uh, a mega-talented person, uh, one who I highly hold in self and great esteem, uh, Jared Tito. Uh, he's an entertainer, sometimes part-time musician, and a drama teacher. I teach drama, yeah. Not to be confused with a drama queen. <laughs> but, yeah. As long as you're not starting the dramas, Jerry. Yeah. We're not part of the dramas. I'm actually one of New Zealand's best kept secrets, actually. That's that's well, a drama, you're a drama much, teacher. That's that saying too much. Yeah. That's saying too much, yeah. But the secret's out, mate. You're a drama no, teacher. I'm not Everyone knows now. Pumping myself up here. No, no you're not. You're no. not pumping This your, is your, your table plumage. while we're at your table. There is no yeah. uh, peacock complexes no. around here. No. Well, it's um, glad you guys could huddle around the table with me. Um, mm. uh, I want to touch on a couple of topical things that happened in the news. I think the big thing was that who walked into town was the boss, a.k.a. Bruce Springsteen. He came to Mount Smart Stadium, 40,000 people just loved it, lived, you know, just sang every word off his, uh, his songs. Do you guys know any of his songs? Any Bruce Springsteen songs? Born in the USA. Born yeah, in the USA. Born to run in yes, the USA. Born to run. Maybe we were born to run. Dancing? I, I love that song day. when he talks and it creates a beautiful image and the lyrics say wrap your arms around my engine baby we were born to run love it mm. what a great song it's so, <laughs> so descriptive punk rock. visually punk Jared, rock. I yeah, felt like I was still, watching the video still midwest somehow yeah, I, yeah. I heard Lord covered that recently <laughs> yeah oh no, sorry, no 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 you're yeah. stealing my thunder girl yeah. but I love the way you interjected there but yeah he did he, he covered a Lord song and uh, I mean you gotta love him or hate him loathe him whatever um, it, it takes a lot of uh, fortitude to cover uh, a song like that especially when he's like 60 what 4 64 I think is the um, is the That's age being thrown about yeah equates to about 47 years <laughs> you've Junior. done some good research I have I have yeah. I have and Lord Lord how old is Lord recently uh, well, if you added up 47 plus I don't know I carry the 2 divide by 3 I think anyway she's a teenager 17 um, but I mean you know Bruce Springsteen covering a Lord song it seems a bit crusty it seems a bit gimmicky it just seems like if we talk about peacock complexes and puffing up your own plumage is this one way that you know Bruce Springsteen would do it oh, I reckon he's just going after Lord's fans he's here in New Zealand he wants to make a good impression he wants people to like him sing the song of the day it's a, a no brainer add more to the it's database I, and, and I, I, I agree with what Gary's saying but you have to say look you've bought a ticket and you're already at the Bruce Springsteen concert so I'm um, venturing that these people in the crowd already like him so that makes me that makes me ponder a bit further and say look I think Bruce has done um, 
Auckland and New Zealand uh, he's given a nice gesture and well done on Lord for having Bruce Springsteen sing your song at the concert you think it was and a bit an of a opening setup. one you think it was a setup she it's paid like it. in America I think they have to start with the national anthem and so for, for Bruce Springsteen he's he's saying Lord this is like New Zealand's national anthem and I'm going to sing it mm. I'm, going to ma- I'm going to make it my own but I'm going to sing it so it's a nice tribute do you think there was any Lord. money money exchange in this uh, does he need money in this concert opener song oh well, he must need money he's 100, 120 million albums sold I think is the uh, figure out there again well I suppose for years and while you're pondering on that Joe, so he probably, must have money he must have um, written so many songs I mean his songs are infamous and probably more made famous by other artists so now he's doing the payback. He said, Look, I'm going to get my back on these guys. I'm going to start covering other people's songs. Didn't, did the Pointer Sisters cover? Was it the Pointer Sisters? <laughs> it was the Pointer Sisters. They covered a, yeah. a, a, I'm on Fire. Yeah. And then, 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 then the boss did it himself again. And, and everyone thought he was covering their song. How wrong we were and how right. Oh, we and it wasn't oh, even so that Oh, so you're saying the boss wrote Royals and then Lord covered oh, Royals. Oh, maybe. And now the boss is singing the original of Royals, right? <laughs> with the harmonica and the Wild West. And the, yeah. Right, the boss yeah. is back. Yeah, but it does sort of explain him doing ACD. What I think Lord needs to be Australia. worried about is, is what she needs to worry about is that that version doesn't now become more popular than her version. That's the, what she this, should be worried about. This is a trappings, isn't it? Mm. You're right. And he is... He's, he's been around for a while. I mean, he's got 64 years on, you know, he's, up on. He's been around. I, I wish I went to the concert too, by the way. Yeah. Um, I'm such a doofus for not going to that concert because I, I know it would have been great and I heard what's worse is I heard it was really good. What, what, what do you think uh, Lord might be thinking when she when she saw that, that version I of the song? I think she was thinking Bruce who? <laughs> she probably doesn't. She, she might, and, he, and it's a good point, Gareth, because she may be of the generation... That has, you know, she she's never heard of Bruce Springsteen. She's seventeen. Who did yeah. you know at sixty-four when you were seventeen? Exactly. And the interesting thing, well, nobody. My grandfather. You know, that makes Maybe. me think of it. Makes me think of the Beatles song. When yeah. I'm sixty-four. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Will you and still love me? Will you still? Love me? Oh, Will you still cover my songs yeah. when I'm sixty-four? I mean, look at it. I mean, look at the age difference. Cool. I mean, it's pretty amazing because people like Bruce. Bruce Springsteen usually cover cover famous bands like the Beatles and that. So to to pick up, well, yeah, I, I, I go back. Yeah. I go back and say it's a nice gesture from Bruce. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, coming back after the break, we'll uh, have a talk to these guys again to get their thoughts on other thoughts and music and TV and movies. Right, we're going to the break. Okay. Johnny Clist from BigScreenNZ.com checking out 300 uh, The Rise of an Empire Leonidas and the Brave 300 are dead Have I not given enough for your dream of a united Greece, Themistocles? A king A husband Avenge him 
It is kind of like a weird quasi-sequel because it's not completely just a sequel because the way it is, is it's set in between, well, sort of even during the uh, previous film, 300. So it's at the same time, but a different set of uh, people running it. For example, there's Themistocles, an interesting sort of character who is Athenian and is basically bringing war in a different sort of aspect. He is in, when it comes to infantry troops, but also the navy, the Greek navy against the Persians. I'll attack the Greeks with my entire navy. Just like witches at Black Masses. He has sold that soul to death himself. In the fields of bodies burning. She's going to bring all of her with her. So you've got this really interesting thing going on uh, where there's Leonidas is still going his side of things at the same time as these battles are going on. But then you've got the whole follow-up battle that continues in the last third of the movie, which is obviously after Leonidas and the 300 have fallen and uh, the other collection of people have done. Now, I guess looking at this film, uh, is it as good as the first one? No, it's not. That's the reality. The first one with its fancy stylistic fighting and stuff... I guess brought together a whole new style of cinema for these classic sort of films and uh, is this going to do the same sort of thing well I'm not too sure overall I enjoyed it it was not a bad standalone film but where it failed compared to the first one was that uh, Sullivan who plays the uh, main guy Uh, He just doesn't have the presence and power that Gerard Butler does. He doesn't have, I guess, command the power that you watch on screen and you don't buy into people sort of giving up everything to follow him like you do with Gerard Butler as Leonidas in the first one. Uh, On the flip side of that, what it does succeed in is bringing together two very strong female characters on screen in the form of Eva Green, who stars as Artemisia, who is the commander of the Persian fleet, who herself is Greek, but because of the way she was treated as a kid, turns her back on her uh, heritage to fight for and, in fact, lead the Persians and kind of get a bit of revenge in the same process. And then, of course, you have the queen, Leonidas's queen, who uh, has to sort of step forward to help, I guess, avenge his death from the first film of 300. So, overall, visually stunning, really interesting, but does it cut it? Well, I think it's well worth seeing on the big screen because the effects in this are really quite amazing. The battle sequences are still fabulous. I think this one utilizes 3D really, really well. Um, Yeah, well worth seeing. If you're going to see it, if it's your sort of film, definitely to see on the big screen. I'm Johnny Clist, and this is BigScreenNZ.com. Let it be shown, we chose to die on our feet rather than live on our knees. We are absolutely mad about WOMAD here at New Zealand uh, Entertainment Podcast. Um, This weekend is the 10th anniversary of WOMAD uh, Festival in New Plymouth. Um, We have a great, there's a great lineup of overseas and local talent, including our own Kiwi two-time Grammy Award winner, 
Kimbra. Um, she'll be kicking off the uh, well, kicking off the show on Friday night anyway for the, the festival. Uh, joining us is Graham Reed from www.elsewhere.co.nz. Um, he's going to be giving us a review and uh, an update on the festival itself. Um, Graham's actually been there a couple of times, and he's actually keen to give us a couple of his survival tips and also his picks and highlights of who to check out for over the weekend. <laughs> Well, Wombat Festival, for me, quite specifically, is just one hell of a good weekend out. No, that's really number one, where you hear a lot of different music of the kind that you would never otherwise hear. Um, I have to say that the catering is very, very good at Womad. You know, it's music from all over the world and food from all over the world. So it's a very comfortable, it's a very adult kind of affair. So there's a huge degree of safety involved. And if, you know, if I had a 14-year-old who wanted to go down there and spend the weekend at Womad with a couple of friends, I would say go for it because, you know, it is a very safe family environment. But, of course, it, the thing that I love about it is it has an amazing soundtrack. see all of these bands they do come from all over the world and they are presenting not just their culture and their their cultural music but in many instances this is their pop music in a way and I don't think people really understand that a lot of people I think the 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 notion of WOMAD is pretty well clear to to most people these days but I I think what a lot of people believe still is that it's this kind of very worthy cultural experience where you go and you listen to music and it somehow makes you feel morally better. This is a formidable lineup. We've also got um, Dub Inc. as well from France, and then also DJ Yoda. So there's a good cross section of, of music styles there. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's the great thing about a WOMAD. I mean, if I can pick out somebody, there's a woman called uh, ML Mathluthi, and she, she comes from Tunisia. And one of her songs became kind of the soundtrack for the you know, Tunisian Revolution, which started off the Arab Spring, that kind of thing. Now, you know, you can go along and think, well, this is going to be, you know, politically worthy and all that kind of stuff. Man, you want to hear this woman sing. She can just soar. And she also works with turntablists and things like that. So this is not some, you know, kind of worthy Joan Baez folky type, you know. She can just, you know, rock it up as well. So people like that, I think, are going to be very interesting. You know, I, you, you mentioned uh, Dub Incorporated from France and, you know, Dub Inc. I, I, I think they'll be great because there's nothing people in this country like better than reggae. You know, everybody wants to get up and dance to reggae, don't they? And unfortunately, I've said this in the past, I think unfortunately that's a bit of a default position for a lot of bands, you know. They just sort of throw in a reggae thing and everybody gets up and dances, you know. I've seen that before. Well, not to be outdone, there's a strong Kiwi lineup as well. So we've got uh, two-time Grammy winner uh, as well, Kimbra. Yeah, 
Yes, I think that's interesting. And people uh, people often say, well, why the hell would, you know, Kimber be at a World Music Festival? Well, you could have said that years ago about Crowded House. Why were they at one, you know? And, and last year, uh, Pajama Club, you know, which is Sharon and Neil Finn and the kids. But WOMAT has always had that element too. Now, that, that is really no surprise to me. And I'm actually delighted because, you know, uh, that woman, my God, she can perform mm. and sing. And mm-hmm. I, I think she's a real, you know, just quite an astonishing talent. But of course, not a lot of people here have actually seen her because she hasn't been around that much. You know, you know, more, you know I guess more people have seen Lord than they've seen Kimbra lately. But you know, she, she I just can't wait to see her. I'm, yeah. I'm actually genuinely excited about going down to yeah. WOMAD and seeing Kimbra because she can just turn on a stunning, stunning show. I think it's a great coup for the, the festival to get her to come along. It's her only summer appearance here in New Zealand as well. So, so I believe, yeah. But, but you know, let's be honest. You can say that about ninety percent of the people on this bill. You know, like, like this this band Shan Ren from China. I can't wait to see those boys. Yeah, it sounds like there's no superstar barriers there or anything like that. You can just do your own no, thing. No, because there's actually no superstar on the bill. You know, like, any way you cut it with a big day out, there's one big act on the bill. You know, if it's Soundgarden or Pearl Jam or whatever. Your survival tip um, for the festival, how do you, how do you reckon, what, if people are going down there, what should you remember to do or take or what sort of advice can you give for that? Oh, it's always the usual. <laughs> Just drink, drink plenty of water. <laughs> uh, it, it can get hot down there. It's a i got to say, Boulder, Brooklyn's area is just a really beautiful area. It's, it's a natural amphitheatre. There's plenty of shade. They, they've got it set up now. You know, it's been established over a few years, so the stages don't have so much bleed between them. The, the running times are pretty exact. Um, so it's actually a very, very comfortable festival round. I guess the thing I would say is take sensible shoes because, you know, you, you do have to walk up or down hills, and I, I've seen people you know, go for a cropper walking down into that amphitheatre because, you know, they don't, they're not as young as they used to be. They, they think they can, you know, run down the crater of Mount Eden still, but no, you can't. If you come away and you haven't enjoyed it, then you really haven't survived. The Missouri is my right arm, the Ohio is my left. When I'm living on the Mississippi River, where I like life the best, I don't mind the West Coast, and I don't mind the East Coast. Oh, baby, but I ain't gonna live on no cold. Some handy tips there from Graham Reed for this weekend's WOMAD concert, uh, or festival, should I say. Um, if you like more of what Graham's been talking about, you can check out his website, www.elsewhere.co.nz, and you can check more of Graham Reed's writings and reviews online. Let's take on another subject now. Is the uh, the Academy Awards are just recently on? Yeah. Um, so we're thinking about the best film. Uh, well, obviously, it was Ten Years as a Slave, which is uh, directed by the English director was Steve that McQueen. Was a sequel to Twelve Years as a Slave? Well, I don't know if it was a prequel <laughs> or a sequel, but it was definitely yeah. Twelve Years as a Slave took it out, but um, Peter Jackson also PJ. Um, was up there with The Hobbit, which lost out to Gravity, I think, for a couple of the categories, the effects, visual effects and that. Is this, um, is this something that Peter Jackson probably should be um, bummed out about or worried about? Or are we, us New Zealand's going, oh man, it's just like the, um, the America's Cup, it just slipped away from us. 
No, I don't think Peter should be upset. I mean, he he, he had a clean sweep, I think, was the phrase that um, um, Steven Spielberg used when when the Return of the King won its 11 Academy Awards, was it? Yeah, yeah it was up for 11. Clean Oscars. sweep, yeah, yeah. I think he said. Uh, so so Peter Jackson's done well. and um, But look, he's got a film, The Hobbit, and it's written as a children's book, but he's trying to maintain the genre of Lord of the Rings it's a clash it's an oxymoron you can't do it so he's trying to make it a heavy film but yet it's a children's mm. story so he's always going to run into problems I think the, the film style is problematic right from the get go Yeah. but uh, still a lot you know I enjoyed this Hobbit this, this second small uh, installment small. Yeah, 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 yeah a lot more than the first one I thought the first well, one funny was enough yeah. the dragon the small voice was actually one of the actors was Benedict Cumberbatch who's actually in 12 Years 12 Years a Slave yeah yeah as well yeah. I haven't seen the film 12 Years a Slave but are I, you going to I'm yeah. definitely going to see it I'll probably see it tomorrow 3D is it in 3D doesn't does it, does it need to be in 3D what's the story with 3D well I don't know it's, it's it just like, makes it more like yeah. you're there you know like right on a plantation or you know what it makes me think of is yeah, in the old days when they used to do theatre plays yeah. everyone sat in the audience and we watched yeah. was that yeah. 3D uh, no, no, it was just, it was like you you and the audience, we were, but then they introduced the camera and the camera was able to go into the play. Now it's in 3D, we can all go into the play. And that's the difference, it's like super objective or super subjective yeah. storytelling. Mm, okay. Yeah. So the, but is it necessary? Thoughts. Just the like best film? Uh, is, it, is this a thing that with the Academy where they have like some sort of conspiracy group within <laughs> the Academy thing? Because it's all down to voting in that, right? And you always think it's like a boxing match. You think, how could that decision go that way? You think it's really I, I don't know. I, don't I, know. Think, I think they should make the votes open. Why have yeah. this closed ballot? If you if you like a film and you're in the industry, say I yeah. like that film. I think you should win. It's, I'm with you. We're, you. Not I, 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 here. We're not waiting for the white no. smoke to come oh, out wow. the top of the Oscars. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I, I actually think you know, and Gareth makes a really good point here because I, I think like the Grammy Awards, the the Oscars are going in the same direction as in like who really cares anymore what yeah. they think? So it's a group. What three thousand people stuff shirts. Uh, in a very it, it close, in a very closed mm. little group, yeah. I think I think all you have to be to, to be yeah. in contention for a nomination is that you have to have your film playing in Los Angeles or California yeah. for two weeks uh, in any kind of theatre there shape, and it has to be open to the public, and then it becomes eligible for nomination. But why is it? Because there's thousands of films that go through LA. Why is it only that these mega million dollar making That's films right, ever yeah. get the nod? Yeah, it's like a secret you know secret handshake club and yeah. that that kind of annoys me I mean I've seen so many good films um, it's, a, it's a secrecy why be secret yeah, yeah. why is this yeah. we all like yeah. films yeah. we all talk about films every mm. week and say oh I like this film I didn't like that actor. Why, why can't these guys do well I, th- I think it's like you say too as well is, is there's an academy that look after it and it's all behind closed doors but you've actually been through the whole process yourself I had a film that played in New York in an independent yeah. film festival yeah so I can see where you're coming yeah. from as well being an independent yeah. film broker uh, yeah. maker yeah. yeah 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 definitely um, have you guys had any acting experience Gareth have you oh, done anything just that acting the clown really yeah. yeah you haven't done anything in Raglan or in Manchester <laughs> <so>? <laughs> no. I was fortunate enough to play what did you play, Jared? A small part <laughs> on New Zealand's very own New Zealand's got um, Edge of the Seat drama, um, <laughs> Shortland Street. Shortland Street. Are you on it? Now I've been because I because I work in drama. That's what I do for a crust. Yeah. Um, sometimes I have been known to be critical of the uh, execution of that particular drama. 
Um, but I, I must say, I got a, a featured extra part, and I went down there. I worked with some of the, the main regular cast and the director and the first lady. Uh, I must say, it was quite. I was pleasantly surprised with how good the the um, the show was put together. It was quite well. I tipped my hat to them. And this is and coming I, from I a almost go. I almost it. go back with cap in <clears throat> hand and say, look. <laughs> I wouldn't mind a part on this show, but anyway, yeah. Well, I think you're selling out, Jared. No, well, no, you're yeah. sure? You're not just softening look, up. What I, would, what I would say is if you're a budding young actor and you want a yeah. job, look, Shortland Street's probably the only regular drama that's happening in this country. Yeah. We, we don't have a lot of drama, and, and that one's been going for, what, 20 years? So, uh, yeah. We here at New Zealand Entertainment Podcast love our nostalgia. And there are bands that come and go and uh, ones that you can remember at parties singing all the songs. And uh, we're lucky to have one of those uh, members from one of those bands. In the studio, we've got uh, special guest uh, Skim Basher from LMLP, Scotty Pearson. Welcome. Oh, thanks for having me. It's nice to be here, Well, They say that absence makes the heart grow fonder, but I doubt it. I really doubt it. Alan and AP, um, they were in, in our lives, in our minds, when we slept. They had videos everywhere, music videos, we were humming all the songs. Um, what's happened with Alan and AP now? Are you guys still together? Um, yeah, we're kind of on a long-term hiatus. We haven't uh, stopped playing. We played Homegrown um, 2013, and then um, we actually did a corporate gig just for Christmas this just passed. So um, it is difficult to be a band because Dave and Justin both live in New York now. What are they doing over there? Um, Dave's got a new band with his brother and his wife and a couple of other Kiwis in America. It's like a big six or seven piece band called Streets of Laredo. They're kind of kind of hipster folk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, you know, they're doing really well, actually really well. I, on, I think they're on the verge of greatness. They're just off to South by Southwest this week uh, on, a, on a big tour with another, supporting another band. They've got really good management and... On, I think they've got about you know, quite a few record companies interested in. Um, so they're on their way, I think. Hipster folk, these are, these are new genre, you corn, mate. Hipster folk, yeah. Not, my, not, uh, not really my cup of tea, to be honest, but it's, it, it's pretty good. Um, you, you guys won, uh, had a few big things happen in 2006. You guys got the Big Band Award for the Music Awards. Yeah, we did. We got finally we finally got one, which was a little bit too late really for what we felt we were nominated um, on our first year which is a year a big year we got nominated for six awards and there was some that we were you know we were never going to get like um, People's Choice because Scribe was so big and all that stuff but there were three that we were pretty much sure and were like it was, a, it was a, uh, two of them were, up, were, were us with Good Shirt and Shane Carter and um, or Dimmer and you know, oh, all respect to those guys, they were really amazing. But um, Shane Carter took them both out, and he went. It was band, best best rock group and best band, and like he's not a band. It's Shane Carter with a backing band, you know. So we felt we we're pretty dis- disheartened by yeah. the whole whole industry. And you know, they'd he had sold uh, five hundred records or a thousand records, and we'd sold uh, forty five thousand records of our first one, you know, and 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 gone out and done, you know, sold out shows all over the country, three three or four tours, you know, it was a bit of a, it was a, we were seriously upset by, yeah, not that they mean that much, and 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 I think we were young and and excited and and that back then, but uh, you know, we couldn't give a toss about them now. I mean, they do they're nice accolades and and they're nice to nice to know. I haven't even seen a stinking award. I only give you one, you know. Yeah, but um, 
but at the time I think we were broken hearted because we just felt like it was our you know there was no one who had done a better job than us in, in, those, in that genre in the rock genre and um, we just felt like quite uh, like it got stolen from us really and, and then also you guys were just um, touring with bands Goodnight Nurse which uh, had Joel Little of Lord fame yep Joel, we, we took out them um, quite a lot with us and um, Stereogram we took them out as well and so, you know, yeah, I mean, and they got nominated for a Grammy for their Walkie Talkie Man video, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, we, we were always out in a steam sort of company and, and we kind of made, I'm not, I'm not going to take any credit for anything, but, um, you know, we kind of would definitely saw good people and took them along with us and, you know, gave them opportunity. I mean, the first, first tour we took Evermore with us. They, they was our support band. You know, look what happened with them, you know. They must have been like 12 or 13, mate. You must have been like yeah, babysitting Dan them. Dr- Dan the Drum was like 13 years old or something. No. Yeah, when we came out. Their dad was their tour manager. There was the three brothers and dad. You know, they were cool and nice, but a little bit annoying, <laughs> if I remember rightly. <laughs> <laughs> I can remember at the top of my head just all those classic songs like um, uh, Verona. Yeah. Yeah, Verona. And- Pretty people, but all I saw was Tahoe. Last times in Tahoe. Saturday. Every day's a Saturday. Every night's a Nirvana. I like Nirvana. It doesn't mean I suit myself. And still, those, some of those songs, you know, you sing along, they got that exponents factor about them that everyone knows the words they'll sing along to when it comes on the song. Please carry me away, sunshine. Why do you think the LMNOP um, went so well with people who just love the LMNOP songs? I don't know. I think we just came a little bit out of the out of nowhere. It was one of the things we had really great impact, and I think we were tongue in cheek. I think we weren't. We never really. We were really serious about our our music and our band, and but we never took ourselves real seriously. So the songs were light hearted. They were. I think they connected. Like lyrically, they connected. Our stories that you can relate to. The songs were so clever. Like I, I um, got asked to be in the band, and, and Dave and Justin had done um, the demos of which was um, um, a song called "Hold On." Every day's a Saturday. Uh, yeah. Fast times in Tahoe. And what I mean, one other. But um, I heard those songs when I heard Fast Times in Tahoe. Yeah. I just said, "Oh, oh my gosh, I'll be in that band." You know, yeah, 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 um, yeah. something really special about that. It's not only just the songs, but the music videos, um, your creativity, and the and you know the comedy situations you guys came up with, and, and they're just brilliant. Yeah, I mean, videos are hard, and I think they pr- they proved themselves to be a lot harder as as our the life of the band went on. You know, like I think the last handful of videos I was. Um, talking to Lani about it last night because uh, she just made one with her new band Delete Delete which is a fantastic band oh, yeah. go and have a look at them Delete Delete um, but you know just saying how they we you know you, these people talk you into doing a one shot video and they you know you get you get all this New Zealand on air money but it's never quite enough and so I think we really did excel in the early day I mean you know to me my favourite video is still Fast Times in Tahoe yeah. which was yeah, yeah. I remember that night you know it was a massive day we had we did the golf the golf shots you know at 6 o'clock in the morning out at uh, way out in the North Shore and there's a golf club out there and I think we did by the time I, we kind of um, 
uh, rap that was like nine at night. So it was like the hugest day. And I remember going out with Gibbo for a meal afterwards and we were just elated at how how, ama- how fun and amazing it was, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think it's the funniest video. I mean, that was before Lani wasn't even in the band, you know. And, well, I think one of my favourite ones is uh, the videos was Verona. And you guys look like you're freezing your gangoolies off in there as well. Yeah, we were. We were freezing. And that video was probably the be- the best video we did. Um, by long shot, you know, Greg Page did it, and who's a, who's a great, and he made the great videos at the time. He was doing all the best videos, like um, the D4, you know, the one in the van, and, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and um, ton, tons of really good videos, Statson's videos he was making. Um, but that that was just, a, again, that was why a video works for a reasonable budget. It was, it was a fantastic idea. Yeah. And, you know, like us just being us in a minus 30 degree environment and and that was real it was like an ice cream freezer and you know they put glad wrap up over the some of the shelves you can see it and they sprayed they sprayed water on it and and it froze on top of the glad wrap you know and we were only we'd only go in and shoot for about you know a half a minute or a minute at a time and um you know it was like the guys were the guys on the cameras and everything were all dressed up like they're in the south pole you know so there wasn't looks of uh, angst on your face. You guys were just trying to keep warm. Yeah, we, yeah, we'd we'd, we'd you know go in and play and then walk out and 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 we get wrapped up by some helper and you know sit around in the sun and thaw out a bit. You know, my yeah. drums got real. Um, you know, like I broke a skin, which they got brittle because of the cold. So I broke my snare skin, which I've never ever done in my whole life before. Even though I do whack hard, but um, I was going to say, what's your favorite? I mean, you must have a favorite element of a piece song that that sort of just gets you every time you hear it. Oh man. So, you know, because th- three albums plus dregs that we didn't use and stuff like that. I mean, this. I, I mean, probably my favourite album. Oh, it, it, it's real hard. I like songs off all of the all three records. Oh, yeah. People didn't know the last record that well, so I mean, there's a song on there, "Loud Loud," which I think was pretty cool and quite clever, which is one of my favourites. Yeah. I'm the kid who's a mischief maker, firstborn son of a cabinet maker. 27 now, 27 now, 27 now, 27 now. Said I'll always be a troublemaker, one outstanding educator. 27 now, 27 now, 27 now, 27 now. I think Tahoe's probably still my favourite, but then, yeah, there's lots of them. Um, We saw recently at the, 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 the no, just the recent Bruce Springsteen concert. Did you go to that? No, I, d- I kind of uh, think that he's just like a good general manager rather than the boss. Yeah, yeah, fair comment, fair comment. What do you think about him covering that, that Lord song, Royals? I saw a little bit on a, on a thing, you know, he got the lyric wrong and stuff, it annoyed me, but yeah. Yeah, yeah but I was going to wonder, has, has anybody ever done an LMNOP song, covered one? Uh, apparently Jack Johnson did, I think. Um, otherwise, I don't know. I don't yeah, bound to. I've, been, I've I've gone I've gone out and you know Tauranga yeah. to a bar and his covers bands playing our stuff like all oh, the time yeah. embarrassing as hell when you're there, <laughs> but yeah. yeah. What, what do you do, mate, when they're ripping into pastimes and you're just there? Does it feel the same? Like and everyone's going, "Does that dude? Does that dude?" You know. Um, what's happening now with the future? The, the band the gigs coming up at all for LMNOP or you sold it? Have you got you you're doing stuff as well? What who are you playing with? Yeah, I'm doing. Um, I've been working with Jamie McDowell, a little country girl. So I'm in a, I'm in a band, a York Street session band that does that sort of stuff. And so we got a good rapport with Jamie. And ended up making a whole album that went gold last year and won a music award and yeah, best yeah. pop album and stuff. So yeah. it's pretty stoked. I mean, I mean, I was. I guess we are we're a production team. The four of us that work. That's guy. That's Clint from Op Shop and Steve Small from 
everyone. Yeah. And um, and um, a guy named Tom Tom Healy, who I, I've become really tight with now, who plays in a band called Parkwin. Um, and then I do um, several cover gigs. And um, as far as LMNOP goes, and we played it a couple of months ago, um, but with the guys in the US, yeah. with Focus everywhere else. Justin's doing great. He's signed with Sony. Um um, to produce and write for people and stuff, so he's working all over the world for proper money, and you know well, he's come a long way since that drink driving ad. He, he, he has, he has. What happened about that one when he did the old good after ball constantine? Yeah, yeah. I mean that was, but um, that was before LMOP. You know, he was just uh, he must have known someone in the agency making uh, that ad, and they just needed a you know a Maori to be <laughs> that driver. So uh, they got they got him, you know. So. Um, Here's a story. We're driving back from uh, one of the Edgefest gigs in uh, Hamilton, and uh, in the in the van, and we get stopped about Huntley on a, at a checkpoint on the highway. State Highway One checkpoint in the middle of the night, like it was about half past twelve, one o'clock. But Justin just goes, sees the guy, wakes up from his stupor, and. and <laughs> And sees the cop and goes, "I'm the dude! I'm the dude!" Like this, just really excitable and constant after all. Oh mate, oh that's hilarious. Um, hey, listen, we can we see some of your stuff. Have you got any web pages like with the, the music you're doing with Jamie Bedell or some of the other guys' stuff as well, or your own? Well, all of Jamie's stuffs. I must be Jamie McDowell, whatever her yeah. website will be. Just look oh, it up. She'll yeah, be everywhere. Um. No, and I mean, I mean, you know, P still got a website, but we don't do anything with it. It's terrible. We've got a Facebook page, so you can look it up there, and I do check it occasionally. But cool. Uh, uh, any breakout artists that you can recommend besides Lani's band? What are they called again? Lani's Lani's band, Delete Delete. They are awesome. Um, Tom's band, who I was talking about, um, they're called Parkwin. Yeah, they're kind of like a little bit eighties disco, pretty okay. pretty poppy. You know, they're getting there. You know, they I think they I, th- I like them a lot. They have got a good sound, quite cool. And then, um, yeah, Dave's band is um, Streets of Laredo, so I imagine they've got a site. Scotty Pearson, a big, fat pleasure for you to meet you again and to catch up with you again, mate. Yeah, it was fun. Thanks. Yeah, thanks. Cool. thanks for all the, the going-ons and keeping us up to date, and we'll catch up with you. All the best for the future. Well, cheers. Thanks very much. Let's go, lady, come on, go crazy. Coming to the end of the show again, another great uh, time here with the studio guest. Going to kick them out now so and get a bit. Um, Gareth Edwards, where can people check out your music and also check out your Facebook page? Uh, you can find me online at garethedwards.co.nz and uh, on Bandcamp and SoundCloud and yeah, on Facebook, Gareth Edwards. If you want to check out some great local music, check out Gareth Edwards' page and Jared Tito. Whereabouts can people find you? You're in a band as well. Tell us about your band. Hey, look, yeah, we're Fundamental Jam and we're a covers band and we're like, we love to do music and stuff. You can get hold of us on Facebook, Fundamental Jam, www.fundamentaljam.com, I think. Yeah, for a good time. So you are for hire. We are for hire, yeah. And you'll, you'll enjoy us. Yeah, give us a go. Okay, cool. Guys, it's been a pleasure as always to have you both in here and uh, pleasure was definitely mine tonight. I uh, hope you guys had a good time. Let's sign it out. See you later. See you later. Thank you. And uh, over and out, FAB day.
Good afternoon, Bob Constantine. Nothing, sir. Speak English, folks. Good game, guys. Good game, mate. Oh, great. You been drinking? Yeah! Oh, never. These guys have it. Okay, can you state your name and address in this person? Yes, Bob Williams, 10 Broadview Street. That's fine, thanks. Drive safely, guys. Yeah.